Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So one second. So you're, you've already mentioned, and I know, you know, this is one of your expertise. I'd love to dive into this a little bit, um, you know, SEO and rankings and all that stuff. And, and this, this is not my, my superpower at all. So I'd love to pick your brain a little bit on kind of what's current in an SEO now. What do people need to know for their websites? What, do, what should people be doing kind of where we are today? Let's be super timely. What, what's happening? What's kind of the latest, mm. um, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, a couple of things that that come to mind. I I really think certainly like this year you've seen a big development in, and I think you will continue to see a lot in, uh, Google maps. Right. So, I mean, I think a really big thing, like if you have a local retail business, if you have a location that you want to be driving traffic to, uh, and you're not um, you're not sort of registered in with Google Maps and and leveraging that API and starting to you know look into okay how can I target through Google Ads for example um, uh, uh, so, so that when somebody's like in the neighborhood saying geez I feel like an ice where's the, the closest ice cream shop that you're coming up you know, in their feed. I think that's, that's uh, a big thing for sure. Um, I think for what, I I don't know, this isn't so much current, although there's a lot of people who have a lot of catching up to do, even sometimes myself on certain pages where it's like all of your meta tags, your schema, your, right. Um, If people don't know what that is. Yeah. uh, Can you translate for the uninitiated a little bit? Break, break down. Right. So, you know, your website has a whole bunch of stuff that's there visually on the page, but the code that creates that page also uses uh, code that is not intended for your eyes. There's language, there's wording in there that is intended more, for example, for search engines. We call those um, meta tags and, and schema markup and so forth and that does a couple of things that that communicates to search engines what your title is what your description is what your main image is what you know what is that image that you want to come up when when people do a search if somebody copy pastes your website into another platform like facebook or linkedin what comes up Right? Like, do, do you, have you ever noticed that? Like, when you automatically on LinkedIn or, or Facebook or something like that, you put in a website, something comes up and you there. You have that, some kind of fuzzy icon, and you're like, huh? Right, right. So, all of those things. So, I'd say, like, you know, a lot of people need to really kind of catch up and make sure that they've got that. There's all kinds of other things in that code as well, like, you know, tracking pixels for Facebook and Google Analytics codes and all that stuff. So, um, you know, getting things up to date on I that. I think that, that, that's a whole separate thing. Let's go in there for a second. So I think, again, two really important things. If you have any kind of a local business, make sure you're on all the mapping software because it is, it's super sophisticated now and people really live by their maps. People are traveling more. They're relying on their phones more, relying on their brains less because they're, you know, 
blasting out all their brain cells and no one talks to people anymore. So if you want to go somewhere, instead of calling up your friend, you're just going to search it. And, you know, whereas before you, many people relied much more on word of mouth. Now you really can rely on word of mouth Google, um, which is like search map ways. Um, although the ways ads always make me laugh because I never see them. And if anyone ever pops up when I'm driving, I'm always like, get out of my way. I'm trying to go somewhere. And then they're always like, Hey, have you recently seen an ad for Taco Bell? And I'm like, no, and I don't like this either. Go away. Yeah. Find a different way to monetize. Thank you. Um, but but something like yeah, yeah. that's invasively for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, always it annoys yeah. me so much. Like get 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 off my get off my screen. Yeah. Um, and and connecting that too with voice activation, like a lot more people are searching. Yes. Voice. So searching you do with wanna, voice. Yeah. Right. So people, you want to be kind of make sure that exactly if you're a barbershop or an ice cream shop. Yeah, you gotta get the language whatever right. Whatever it is that you know, when somebody says like, "Where can I buy running shoes near me?" that mm-hmm. uh, you're coming up you're coming up that. 100 so again and that goes into the second thing you said which is like meta tags and schema markup and again this is not the kind of thing a lay person is going to do you're going to need someone like julian um, or an seo type expert to make sure that you have this set up but if you are relying on any kind of online traffic um and if you're not and, and you want to be this is a really really good way we talk about organic seo this is organic right this is that base. i always tell people when someone says they're going to do seo for you for 500 dollars they're an idiot, okay? Because for $500, you can't really do anything. What you could do for 500, you could do for like $5, right? Which is just some basic meta tagging and basic ranking. Um, and anything more sophisticated is gonna cost you thousands of dollars. So like yeah. $500,000, 1500 is not gonna get you anywhere. It's that middle ground of like someone who just either doesn't know what they're talking about or they're just lying to you. Um, and it's a very, it's a, it's a constantly evolving thing, right? The, yeah. the strategies are like, you know, I mean, backlinking was a strategy, right? You want lots of other outside well, links. I took it and just like smashed it. And they're like, done with this. Here's yeah. a new interface. I forgot what it was. Was it Penguin, Panda? It was one of them. They're like, we just created a whole new way that our algorithms work. All of you people who had entire companies built on backlinks. Haha, <laughs> bye. Yeah, exactly. And they're always going to be, so it's always this game of cat and mouse in a way between the, between the search engine platforms themselves, trying to always trying to create the best user experience and, and people like myself and other, you know, people who are way better. And that's the thing is like, you know, when you say like an expert, it's funny because it's like, I always feel like, you know, you can be, you can, you can be in the zone. You're like, ah, okay, I got something that's really working for me here. I did, I, I uh, was, you know, I guess made a name for myself in SEO through video ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, and for sure, and I've been, even though, right, and right away I disclosed all of my methods and strategies for how I do that, which I've done. I think a lot of people was like, okay, I'm going to try this. More and more people did it. Google catches on to these things eventually. And all of a sudden now it's like, okay, I'm finding really does help if you start throwing in some YouTube ads with, if you're going to do this stuff, because I'm still able to help you kind of jump the queue a bit on the rank, but holding it's getting a little harder you know so yeah. it, it's it's tough stuff so you know it's it's it, it's it's very difficult stuff and yes i agree like you want people certainly up front too here's another like little like tip or whatever getting people in early to think about your seo because what they do is they start talking about keywords right you start thinking about okay what are my key what's my audience all that stuff that you do in the early stages of that ultimately you're trying to kind of think okay of the audience what is it that they are searching in a search bar to find me? Mm-hmm. And so when you start doing that research up front, that can help guide your copywriting. 100%. And, if you, and if you allow that to guide your copywriting, that's great because now not only are you like now your page on page copy, not only does all that stuff that we just talked about that's behind the scenes in your meta tag and so on, 
matching what people are looking for, so does your page copy. Totally. And, and then quote unquote, we, we rank higher and actually we teach this in our marketing magic course and Google changed their rules. So I was teaching always again in our, in our module on websites, which I think is module, it is module five, um, where we teach websites and what you need to do for your web presence. I teach them to use keyword planner, right? To, to kind of see the relevant terms and Google changed their rules. And if you hadn't already been an ads manager, um, you couldn't access it. You couldn't create a new keyword planner account. They blocked you before you ran an ad, but for all our listeners and for all your new people, here's the back hack. You go in and it doesn't let you access it, but if you call up Google support and it takes 10, 15 minutes on the phone and you tell them, hey, listen, I'm not ready to run an ad yet. I just wanna do a little research. Can you unlock it for me? They'll unlock it for you. You never need to pay them money. There's some good tips. Yeah, because our people in the course got stuck. Because again, we've been doing it for years with all our clients. And, and I asked the guy, so listen, dude, like this is a new thing, right? Because like I've never had a problem. He's like, yeah, it was like, you know, four months ago, whenever that was, it was now it's already more than that. Um, that, you know, we kind of changed the, the system. I'm like, I just want to let you know, like, I don't know if you have been into report too, but that was really stupid um, because I can't get people to get used to your tool and they're not going to use it. Um, but, you know, obviously some random guy in some random call center abroad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you're not the culprit. I'm just, you know, going to take out my frustration on you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, 100% keyword planner. But you said something that I wanted to dive a little deeper into also, which is pixels tracking and analytics. Um, and, and again, when you're setting yourself up for success, even if you don't know what these things are, and even if you're not going to be using them today, tomorrow, even next month, and maybe not even this year, this is the stuff that sits in the background of your site. Um, it is, again, it's a whole coding thing, but what it does is it, it keeps track of everyone that's coming to visit your site. So when you get remarketed to, as we call it, you know, when you're, um, you're just, you know, flipping through Facebook or browsing on like, you know, a shoe website and suddenly like a health club ad pops up and you're like, how do they know? Right. That's remarketing. And so even if you're not ready to run those kinds of ads, if you ever want to be able to, or want to be ready to, this stuff doesn't cost anything. It's, it's almost nothing to set up. You know, any web pro programmer worth their salt will do it automatically for you more or less today. Make sure that it's in. And not everyone knows how to do it because there are a lot of programmers that are not worth their salt. <laughs> that will make you stuff in there just completely clueless, which is why our first program was marketing for marketers. But yeah, making sure your analytics is set up so that whenever you are ready for this, it's just there waiting for you um, to access. Otherwise, you, you could lose years. Like our first website, such a shame. The first website I ever did before I knew about all this stuff, probably going back, I guess, six years now. My first, first website I built myself, none of this stuff mattered at all, right? Um, but when we, we and, and when I built the first website for the company, it was like the same deal. But when I hired the first professional like designer or programmer to like, you know, build it for my company and da, 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 they made such a hot mess. And I didn't know enough yet to make sure that they did it. I'm way smarter now. I'm very passionate about making sure none of my people get messed over in the way that I did. Um, we had to trash the entire thing. Um, we lost so much time, energy, money, leads. We couldn't fix anything. Like, oh my gosh. And it was missing all of this. It, it yeah, no, I mean, that is that is absolutely bang on advice. Absolutely, everybody should be listening to that. I'll give you, I'll, I'll sort of back it or reinforce it in a couple of ways. Yeah. One is, is exactly what, what people don't recognize exactly. Like you said, is you can put that code in there and just let it do its work and not pay a penny on paid ads or anything like that. But you have to understand that, that you know, with, the, with those algorithms, with Google in particular, with Facebook in particular, these are very sophisticated artificial intelligence 
machines that are simply that, that are really like following and tracking that data and collecting insights into your audience. And without it, you know, you're, you're, you're going, to, you're driving blind um, in the future. And the other way that I'll sort of reinforce it is this, is that that is something that is very easy and quick for a marketer like myself with a simple little Google Chrome plugin. I can immediately see everything on your site and whether that's not there. And if that's not there, that lets me as a marketer on the conversation, one, say, you've got major infrastructure gaps. What's the plugin? I don't know this plugin. Oh, uh, that is, ooh, here's a little, like, uh, so what do they call it? Facebook Pixel Helper. Cool. I mean, you know me, I'm like a tech tool addict. This is exciting. Last week's episode we had on um, Ari Mizell's. Oh my gosh! Like he, it wasn't so much tech tools. It was like automation and like you know independent services. But like, I, I you should listen to that episode. It was absolutely insane in terms of tool value. So okay, Facebook Pixel Helper, Google Chrome, Google Chrome plugin will tell me if someone else has all their pixels and tracking codes set up properly. It'll show me what the pixel is. It'll say what that. It'll tell me too. Same thing with whether they've got schema markup and meta tags are up to date and all that kind of stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, sorry, I interrupted you because I got excited. <laughs> Good tip for other marketers, exactly, for sure. Yeah, that, that's very valuable for marketers. Okay, what else? Let's, get, let's give people one more tip for SEO and then, and then we got to hear about a current struggle on your end. Um, sure, okay. Um, Hmm. What's kind of a newer, or I'm trying to think of something that's new. Um, here's, here's a plugin for a lot. Look, a lot of people have, uh, uh, WordPress sites. Yeah. So, so here's a, a free tool. You know, obviously they have, it's one of those, like, you know, if you want the full featured mode, you got to pay. Premium. Um, yeah. But, but, but it's, it's to me, I think one of the better ones when it comes to SEO, which is Yoast. Y-O-A-S-T. So I have Yoast built into the back end of my website and I never fully understood what they're doing. So I'm excited that we're going to talk about this. We use it. My people understand it and I trust my people who do it, but I never dove deep enough to get it. So I'm excited for you to tell me what is this thing doing? Oh, okay. So it's it's helping you manage exactly your your SEO as you go. So every time, for example, especially if you're running a blog, for example, mm -hmm. um, you know it's there's one thing you know again you hire you hire an SEO expert. We're going to look at your homepage. You're going to make sure, for example, like first and foremost, the main pages to which you're trying to drive traffic that those are optimized from an SEO perspective. But the reality is is that you know you if you're creating content and you're creating a blog and so forth. Really, you want to do that work every single post, unfortunately. And it is, I, I get it. Like a lot of people just are like, oh, I don't have the time for this. Like you've spent all this time writing your article. And now you're like, oh, whatever. The answer is you have to do that research every time. But the thing is, is like you're writing that article for a reason. So maybe in that article, you are now, there's like a sort of a subcategory. There's a whole slew of, you know, you're, you're addressing a very specific pain point. There's a very specific issue. And all of a sudden there's 
language, keywords, searches that people might be doing to find information about that that isn't included in your main website search. Um, and, and so you want to make sure that that individual article post, that page, has um, a meta description that the search engines see. And that's, again, you're putting all your keywords in that. Um, you know, what are the tags and keywords for that, that, that you want to search? And so it's, it, it has the tools under your post now. It throws those in under each post so that you can manually just write in some words. Use your intuition. Like, to be honest, like, yes, you know, a lot of what I do is driven by the analytics, and that guides me a lot. But I also operate on gut. And, oh, and I think people do overcomplicate this so much. Like, I don't know. Like, how do I know what's the right words? You just guess sometimes. What would come up in conversation? What do you think someone's going to type in? Like, yeah. Yeah. Not, it's a science. And the way science works is through experiments. Don't you remember high school chemistry when we blew stuff up? That is science. And we're yes. science, and that's experimentation to find proven results. That's how it works. Well, look, I think here's here. This I was thinking about this the other day, and tell me if you agree with this. That this is almost the most honest way that I think you know, honest marketers like you and I can go around and really tell people this is what you're, this is what we're going to do for you. And nobody says it like this because it almost sounds terrible. But it's, but this is the truth, I think. Right? Here's what I'm going to do: is you're going to give me a bunch of money, and at first, what I'm going to do is get you a bunch of shitty leads that are really expensive. <laughs> Okay, keep going. That's what I'm first going to do. And it's not because I, it's, no, but you know what I'm saying is, 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 it's not because that's what I'm trying to do. That's it's part not of because, the process. It's not because there isn't value in what I'm doing. It's that exactly, if I come, you come into me as a brand new client and for, and for example, you haven't had that pixel installed and therefore I have zero information about your target audience and what they are or are not responding to the, my first stab at it is guesswork is researching right. guesswork and the pro and the chances that i'm going to nail it and get you a flood of thousands and thousands of e-commerce sales or leads for a penny each is probably pretty small Right. And that's how you always know the fakers from the real people too. Um, so we don't, we don't do digital, we don't function as digital marketing agency or, or we probably would have to say exactly that because we do more strategy and, and setting up the brands and the tools and stuff. Um, but, but in a similar vein, I do say to people like, there's a trial and error element here. We make our best quote unquote guess based on information, based on interesting answers, based on experience, based on what other people have done in your industry, based on what you've been successful at. And then we go and we refine and we fix it. And I guess, you're, you know, in general, a little more blunt, which is why it's, you know, B-I-Y-F, which I'm still not going to say a lot. Um, but, I mean, I didn't finish the, 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 the flow of that, which is- Okay, so finish the, the flow, finish the flow. So we start with that, then, then what we, happens? We start there, but then, and then we're going to evaluate and we're going to yeah. try to figure out why are those leads shitty? Right? And why, why are they so expensive? Right. What, and would, what, which are the good ones? What made them good? Mm -hmm. Right? What were people responding to? What, which, what, you know, which of those good ones, what is it that they're responding to? And we're going to do another round. And it's going to be, they're going to be slightly less shitty and they're going to be slightly less expensive. And then we're going to look at that again. And, we're gonna, and then we're going to come up and we're going to refine our strategy. We're going to consolidate these two tests because 
this seemed to work and that seemed to work. Let's see what happens when we put them together. Ooh, okay. Now they went down even cheaper and they, and, and they were even higher quality. And it's, it's the process that you were talking Totally. So here's a question for you, because again, like I said, we don't we don't work as a digital marketing agency, much more of a, as a consultancy and strategic development. And so one of the things that we do and we teach in our marketing magic course is creating a marketing strategy and defining that target avatar from the outset. If someone can come to you with something like that, will it speed up your process time and that even from the beginning, you'll have a better quality um, of leads? Yes. That you can bring in. Okay, good. That makes me yes, happy. Yes, absolutely. I want to make sure that the work that I do helps the work that you do be better from day one. <laughs> absolutely, hundred percent. Right? Like exactly. Like, but that's it. But you, but you, you hit the nail on the head about when you know these kinds of calls that you're, you sometimes have with people, and you know it's a very simple but straightforward question that, funnily enough, so many business owners haven't asked, which is like you know ask themselves, which is you know why why am I doing what I'm doing? For who is it for? What is the problem that they are having? How do I solve it? Totally. And how do I solve it better or different than anybody else? And, and a lot of them have the answer. The answer goes like this. this is, these are always my favorites, right? Because these people I put in my marketing magic course and we blow their brains by week two. They're just like, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I've been a failure. They just like freak out. Mm. Um, and it's really, really fun. Because um, it's, like, it's like a personal professional development moment where they realize like, oh my God, this is why everything's so broken. It's really, really cool. And then we fix it, right? But, yeah. um, but they, they come in and their answer goes like this. Um, I'm here to make a lot of money. I have something that everyone wants and everyone needs and they should buy it because I want their money and that's how business works, isn't it? Right. <laughs> that's kind of how they come. And, and you always, you know, the best challenge is like, have you ever bought anything just because someone wanted you to? Like, just Yeah, or, or you and I talked about this, right? The person who's like, I've got this amazing, amazing product or service. All I have to do is describe it and explain it and put up the website and and the world will come. And poof, that's right. Build it and they will come. I they will say, come. Yes, there, there's, there's truth in every lie, right? Because a lie can't stand by itself. Um, and so for a lie to be able to, to have any level of presence or, or um, longevity, and th this lie has a lot of longevity um, and, and it spreads very, very far and very wide. Um, again, for the hopeful and stupid, but um, not only them, the, the clueless and uninitiated also, there's a whole lot of groups that it's good for. Um, the truth in it is that if you build what they want in a way that they want it and you show it to them at the right time in the right place at a price they can afford that they're interested in paying in comparison to what else is out there and it solves their problem, they will come. Just sometimes people leave out that middle Mm -hmm. He's with all the extra information. Yeah, and you tell people that it's there. That too. That too. I don't. Oh my gosh. One of my clients. This hurts. This did hurt. So one of the clients they came to us for strategy, and she actually had a relative who who did marketing. Who who was a really good marketer, by the way. Um, you know, stellar um promotional builder, if you will. Like they build great websites and they do great campaigns. Not a strategist so much, but. But, but really good in terms of crafting the marketing assets. And so she came to us for strategy and you know, we, it was a private, uh, I just wanna be careful to blur the example. Let's say she was an accountant, she wasn't. Let's say she was an accountant and she wanted to leave her accounting job, go into private practice and she had a sister who built websites. Let's say that was the story and it, it's similar enough. So she comes to us and says, okay, I see what do I need to do to launch my accountancy practice? Um, and now we've kind of turned this entire you know, um, business bootcamp program and then we did more one-on-one. -on -one. So you know, we sat with her and we said, okay, you know, 
Who's the audience? What's the value you bring? What's the difference? Who's the ideal target avatar? And we mapped it all out. And we said, okay, we need some kind of online asset. For her, it made the most sense to do a website. She wasn't going to really get busy on social media. Um, you know, and, and so, okay, she went to the sister, built the website. Um, and then we said, okay, once this is done, let's, let's do the promotional strategy. How are we going to then drive traffic? And she comes to me, and I think she forgot that piece. I think she wanted to believe that we were going to strategize. We were going to have this plan. We're going to build a website. And then like, poof, the phone was going to ring, even though like it was very clear in the proposal that once this is done, the next phase is to implement the promotional strategy where we go out and get people's attention. And I remember she called me up and she was just, she was just so confused. She's like, I see the website's been live for three weeks and my phone didn't ring. And I'm like, right, because remember, once it goes live, we were supposed to do the promotional strategy. No one knows you. She's like, Esty, I thought I put up the website and the phone just rings. I'm like, no, you wanted to think that, like, but but no, that's not actually what happened. Yeah, no. And I mean, people who still get stuck there today, which confuses me, honestly, how anyone still thinks like that, but it 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 is there. Yeah, no, and it's, it, you know, it's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny sometimes what people think. And this goes back to the, like, again, the importance of SEO, and which is such a long game thing, right? And people mm-hmm. need to understand. You could come in and, and, and I could do the best job in the world for you. It doesn't mean you're going to all of a sudden show up number one rank. And it's really, it's really you know, but people think that like they exactly like you're, you're, you're no, but that's what people think exactly they throw out their website and it's like the reason why she's she's confused is because she doesn't understand that okay you built a website but you don't exist you know your your page 1000 and something on google search engine the day you launch and and you're lost in a sea and there's there's a, a, a lot of websites and a lot of that have built up credibility that Google's like, okay, this seems to be the one that everybody likes to click when they search that thing. And unfortunately, this always blows me away. Like how many people still judge their own SEO performance based on how their own appearance of their name? Um, probably it's everyone. A lot of people, they're like, well, when I, when I search my name, I'm ranked number one. But that's so, so this is part of what I teach. There's two kinds of SEO and I was calling it passive and active for a while, but it confused people. I was calling it proactive and responsive. We haven't quite found the right language so that people can wrap their brains around it. Our latest iteration is just basic and advanced. Um, but I always say basic SEO is that when you search for you, you get found. That's your baseline. You must have that because otherwise you don't exist. That's basic SEO that has to happen. And that's the stuff we said, which is in terms of being listed on Google Maps and the meta tags and the schema and having the basic SEO with keyword planner and the pixels and track. Like, that's basic. And that's a much easier. That's it's much pretty easier. It cost almost nothing and yeah. it's included with any normal web developer. And yeah. that is just so that we look for you, you are found. Yeah. That's basic. Advanced is when if someone looks for the thing you do, you get found. That's what costs thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. And yeah. people do basic and they think they're getting advanced. Yeah. And I think that's where so many people get stuck. And, and the fun thing is when you do basic, here's what you still have to do. You have to get people to go online and look for you. <laughs> that's what you have to do. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it goes back to, I think what you said at the top of the show about an online presence versus yeah. the site, right? Is exactly that. Like, you and I, I, I think, agree and totally get that, you know, 
we are leveraging these platforms, but neither of us want to be beholden to them, right? No, like really they can come and go. A hundred percent. You know, like, I don't know about you, but like, I'm now, not because my audience is there, not, but I'm now jumping on TikTok. So and my audience isn't there. Coming. So that's very interesting because someone asked me about TikTok over the weekend because I spoke about social media and I'm actually starting to jump into Telegram. Okay. Um, so, so someone asked me, Essie, what about all the up and comings, right? What about TikTok? What about Telegram? Um, you know, Musical.ly was up and it died. Snapchat was up and super hot and it more or less died. Um, you know, and like, how do you know which of the up and comings are worth your, your effort and energy? And I wanted to get your business struggling. We might not get to, but this is too valuable. Um, so, so yeah, wait. My, my thoughts on TikTok quickly. Your is, thoughts on TikTok. My, my thoughts on TikTok is that is that well, first of all, when you want, want to say like, how do I know what is an emergent thing? Well, that's where the kids are. When I hear kids talking about stuff, and the thing is, to be honest, and I've I've not paid attention to that. But the kids were on Snapchat, and the kids were on Musicali. Right, but well, that's true. That's true, and the kids were on Instagram, and this is like. A but the, but the adults were also on Instagram. So I'll tell you what I say. Well, I the say, kids became the people. adults. That's the thing, though. The kids became became the adults, mm -hmm. and so. Yeah. Oh, some okay. of them did. Some of them, okay. like when you some talk about did. Instagram in particular. Yeah. I would say that that's one where you had a very much younger generation that has now come of age, and actually, all of a sudden, they weren't my audience then, but now they are. Right. And now right. I'm like, oops, I ignored that. I'm still catching up on Instagram myself. Um, so right now, again, it's like, you're right. It's sort of like, Ooh, how do you pick it? You, you look at the ones and you see what people, if you think, again, there's a bit of gut, but I see what, what I see on, on behavior of that. It feels like it has legs. It feels like it could be like the new and the way that I kept on seeing people jump to Instagram because they were like, oh, my parents are on Facebook. And now all the TikTok kids are like, well, my parents are on Instagram. Right. <laughs> they're so they're coming. I, I say I say a little bit different. Also, like ear to the ground. Um, but I say, what is your audience talking about? So for me, I started jumping into Telegram because I've been hearing about it for about a year and a half. And I've been hearing my people talk about it. Oh, Telegram this, oh Telegram that. Oh yeah, I saw this thing on Telegram or I have this guy on Telegram and oh, are you on Telegram? And when my people are talking about a platform, and when I hear it once every month or two, I'm like, okay, this might be a thing. And when then I start hearing it like monthly, weekly, I'm like, this is becoming more of a thing, you know? And you kind of just kind of ear to the ground on the trends. Um, and I think, you know, I like your perspective also. I hadn't thought about like, where are the young people that are about to, to grow up? Although it's risky, right? Because young people are even more fickle and every new. What does TikTok even do? I honestly have not even been on there. What is it? What okay, is it? so it's very it's much like- images And like, I always give each one as a party, right? So- Similar to Instagram, but, but it's less images and more video. And then it's right. So it's just a ton of these like fun little filters and you get these little like, like trends, like routines that people do. Like, so they do every, everybody sort of doing their, it's like memes where people do or like challenges type thing. Okay, I can people do the it. same song, you know, they I all do like, I don't know if you heard this. Have you seen like these videos like going around like, yep. Nope. No, I have yep. not. Okay. I I'm okay, on social so media much more as a giver than a receiver. I don't consume a whole lot of content. Okay. I, I, I okay. Yeah. So this is, well, at, eventually at some point you are going to see this hip hop song where they just go, yep, nope. <laughs> and now everyone's like throwing in the, whatever their words that are yep and nope to. Like, uh -huh. you know, are you Canadian? Like, do you, you know, do you like hockey? Yep. It's like, you know. I hear. Uh, so so that'll, that, that's, that's still like, if you haven't seen one yet, you'll be rickrolled with that eventually.
I'm just going to search for it when we're done. I'm, I'm going to totally check it out. No, that makes a lot of sense to me because video is hot everywhere. And like, you and I are both big LinkedIners um, and LinkedIn is so big on video now and it needs to be professional quality. Um, I get people every time I, I would say probably now, like 80% of the time when I post a video, someone either in the, in the comments or DMs me, what video camera do you use? What editing software do you use? Like, how are your videos coming out like this, basically? You know, and, and I think people are very interested in how they can develop that level of professional quality. It sounds like a platform like TikTok, you don't need to be as high-end, it's much lower barrier to entry. No, that's back to those with, right with your phone, you yeah. know, it's, 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 it's that kind of uh, immediate culture and so forth, that, that quick culture that, and yeah, it may, might be a fad, but look, this is what you and I do, right? There's so many things, you and Which I, either of us, we check them out, we try yep. them out. And if there's something that you and I connect, like we're like, okay, I see where I can play with this. I yeah, see that was me in LinkedIn something. like two years ago where I was like, all right, LinkedIn is like up and coming. And I first, I had hired someone to help him manage it for me. And like, that was a waste of money flushed down the toilet. Um, and, and then I was like, you know what, let me poke this. Let me poke this there, see what happens. And then it like woke up and gave me a hug. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> we can yeah. be friends. And um, it's changing and it's like, yeah, that one's, but, but I, like, I'm not, thing. I think LinkedIn for sure has legs and, and I, I, oh, I, I hundred percent. And we launched, you know, a couple of weeks ago, our LinkedIn 3030 training program where you turn connections into clients. And, and it launched when I was in the air over Vienna, heading out to speak in Krakow. Um, and, and a whole lot of people, um, fell into it and it's, uh, you know, the success they're having with the program is incredible. Um, yeah, if you're a B2B and you're not on LinkedIn, if you're B2B service and you're not on LinkedIn, you're absolutely just missing the biggest opportunity. Already one of the things we teach LinkedIn Lockdown on, we just got notified um, yesterday by one of our program participants that one of the things we recommend, LinkedIn didn't let them do. And so now we're looking into workarounds and you know giving that information out to our program participants of like, okay, heads up, LinkedIn just blocked this feature. We've been using it literally for years and they just kind of put a hold on it. We're gonna figure out, do you need to pay to get it? What workaround can you use? Um, and you know, constantly being on top of it. So I say like, you know, social media, I, I compare each platform to a party, but also like thinking about them almost like people, right? So like, you know, if you wanna give Facebook a generation, it's a little bit like it's in its middle ages kind of mm -hmm. thing. So like, you know, that middle age getting a little tired, you know, but still really in the prime of their life, still the largest social media platform, the smartest social media platform, you know, Instagram is kind of like, you know, young adults, um, like really kind of hip and cool. And LinkedIn is a tween totally going through puberty every other day. It's voice is cracking. It doesn't know if it's coming or going. It's adding a feature. It's taking away a feature. You poke something, it works now. Five minutes later, it doesn't work. You're like, oh, sorry. Are you, like, what are you? It's a tween. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think those are, are anecdotally very funny ways to, and accurate ways to kind of describe where they are in respect to each other on yeah. the spectrum you know, of their growth and, and how long they've been around and also how they currently behave. Like if you went into Facebook and it pulled a LinkedIn on you or like you tried to open a page and it just didn't work or like you had a feature yesterday and it's not there today, you'd be like, what is wrong with oh, you? A LinkedIn every other day. you like, they yeah. add a feature. Oh, that's another bug. Another feature. Yeah, another <laughs> bug. Yeah, exactly. But I find what I find very util utilitarian actually is to to look at those platforms and I what I do is create analogies of social of actual real life social settings to which they apply because I find that helps to be helps as an, a way to sort of be an instructive way for people to understand how to conduct themselves on that. Yeah, platform. yeah that's the party. So, LinkedIn's the networking event. Facebook's the. Well, I call yeah, I call I call LinkedIn more like the twenty four seven global convention. 
All right. I call it 24-7 global networking events. So right. So it's global networking events, very similar. Exactly. Your your profile is your booth. And otherwise, and, and every time that you're posting and every time that you're engaging, you're walking the floor. And you need oh. to behave yourself in a way like again, you don't just walk up to people and be like, hi, would you like to buy this? You don't do that at a convention. This is literally what I just taught in Krakow. I taught this, I call it the social media party. So again, very similar, just slightly different nuance. And one of the guys came over to me afterwards and he's like, I see, I get it now. You know, I've been going up to people going like, hey, wanna buy a watch? Like that's, that's the equivalent of what I've been doing. That's why everyone hates me online and they ignore me. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, exactly. And, and, and you're posting your content. It's like every now and then you get, you get a soap stand that you can stand up on. That's your, everyone has their soap stand and you can stand up. And you gather a crowd around you, and what do you do with that crowd? Very cool. Okay, so what do you call Facebook? Because I call it the reunion party, right? You connect to people who you've met, who you know from somewhere. You're showing them pictures of your kids and of your cat, and telling them what you ate yesterday, and yeah. on your toe, you know what's going on in your business. Like, so I think of it as like a, a reunion. Call it. Reunion. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So there's 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 that, or and I mean, the thing with the the challenge with Facebook is that it is so on. I mean, it has the biggest user base. Even people who hate it and say I'm not on it, guess what? Do you have Messenger? Like, you know, you, you know, might use it at some level. And, and then, and then if you, and if you're not aware, cause this always comes up, people are like, no, no, no. Like I was talking about this and not using the advertising platform. I was talking to Facebook and the person's like, is like, you didn't listen to me. I, my audience is on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, I know. But Insta Instagram Facebook is owned owns by Instagram. Facebook and it's there. That's the whole thing. And I was like, platform. it's like, so, so, you know, so it's, it's, it is kind of like, Everything. By the way, P.S. They own WhatsApp, and by the way, P.S. They connect your WhatsApp to your Facebook, and by the way, P.S. They read your messages through their algorithms to know what you're talking about. Uh huh. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, so Facebook is the world. Is it's just kind of like you're out in the street in a way, right? Um, so, so there, there's a, there's an element of that, but there's truth to truth to what you're saying, which I would also maybe kind of call sometimes like the old traditional round robin. I don't know if, like I'm old. I don't even right? know what that is. Yeah, so like I, 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 I come from a generation where my grandparents used to like, once a year, different family members and family friends, you would write one letter, which was your summary around Christmas time kind of thing. And you'd write this one letter of like, here's what happened with us. And, and you know, the kids are doing this, da, 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 da. we had an interesting year that way. And you write that one letter and you'd send it off to, to all of your friends and family and everyone would get some photos and an update about your life. Yeah, basically. So we recreated that in Facebook. Wait, um, so what do you call Instagram? I call Instagram the coffee shop, right? You're sitting in a yeah. coffee shop and there's pretty pictures on the walls and everyone's just like chat, chat, chat. And it's like very light chatter and everyone's dressed kind of nice. And it's like very light mm -hmm. um, and very pretty and very like sunny and kind of pleasant and like, yeah, look, it's, a, I mean, I think about that, first of all, again, being very mindful of the fact that it's a purely visual platform and we are very visually responsive and that's what a huge part of it's But with stories, is. it messes with the visual, right? So I, I always say for feed, if you wouldn't print it, frame it, hang it on the wall, don't post it. Um, mm -hmm. But in stories, you have a lot more opportunity to, and again, it's still visual, right? But you have the opportunity yeah. for, for audio um, and the visual doesn't have to be as strong or as beautiful. Um, than it does in your feed. So, uh, oh my gosh, we are so beyond out of time. Um, I could keep going with you for hours and, and we both know, I know okay. we, got, we did not get to the struggle. We're gonna have to bring Julian back again. Um, Julian, how can everybody find you? <laughs> 
Oh, man. Okay, so uh, my personal page is iamjulian.space. If you want to check out uh, the show and figure out what does B-I-Y-F stand for, that is B-I-Y-F dot marketing. The last time uh, SD and I spoke, he said, what dot marketing exists? And, so and then that was I purchased sdran.marketing and I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's where you can find B-I-Y-F. Um, the agency is jdnevins.ca or .com. Um, and the Marketing Summit Academy is marketingsummitacademy.com. And if you go to iamjulian.space, which is nice and short and sweet and easy, uh, you'll find links to all of that fun stuff. Amazing. All right, guys, we'll put all those links um, in the show notes, sdran.com slash 80. You could check out Julian in all his cool spaces, um, figure out what B-I-Y-F stands for, finally. Um, that's B like boy, I like ice cream, Y like yours truly, and F like Ferrari. Um, <laughs> that was such a random set of words. I was, I was like, oh, she's, she's stopping on that one. I was just making it up as I go along. Um, okay. Um, oh, quote. I didn't warn you. I never do. I always like to surprise my guests at the end and ask for a quote to send people on their way. It could be a favorite one of all time, but it doesn't have to. It could be something you just heard. One. So, so a quote of somebody else. Okay. Um, ooh, this is so great. This is such a, oh, I love quotes. I love quotes. Oh my gosh. Um, Okay, so there are there are two that I find. I was thinking about this just the other day. And there's two that I always find that I always like grab. I find myself reusing a lot. Um, one is long, so I'm going to go with the short one, which is Epictetus, which is this: We suffer not from the consequences of our lives, uh, but our reactions to them. Uh, I may be a little off on the exact wording of that, but it's something along those lines. Was that we suffer not from the we suffer not from the circumstances of our, of our lives, but our reactions to hundred percent. I was just saying this to my six-year-old this morning because he didn't like any of the clothing that he had to wear, and I was like, "Listen, kid, you're either going to find clothes to wear, or we're taking you to school in your underwear. You know, you're not going to suffer from the circumstances, just your reaction." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I look, yeah, this is an eight day and age where I think more and more we have to ensure that the kids and everybody like learns the natural consequences. I think we've, we've kind of gone off the rails in terms of people that have these weird sort of bizarre expectations at, at times, like, like their actions shouldn't have consequences or choices and things that you know, I don't know. Oh my I'm gosh, I could go on like an hour long rant about that. I'm just gonna zip my mouth shut I know, up. I know, I Completely. Yeah. No length. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. There's something just stuck in my throat there. I just had to get that out. I'm okay. Okay. What was the other quote? Oh, I had to come up with two. Oh, was okay, uh, it? You said there were two, but you're good with well, one. The other, okay. So a quickly one, which was is a David Bowie one, and 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 I always I find myself using it based on people's posts, and I was like, you know, here this one's really succinct, and it's something along the lines of this, which is always wait out in the water a little past where you're comfortable right at that point where your toes don't touch the bottom that's where you're that's where you're about to do something interesting that's really cool that resonates with a quote from one of my mentors says that tony robbins line which is that the quality of our lives is in direct proportion to the level of uncertainty we can comfortably live with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is just like a much more simplified way of saying it always laid out in the water to where you're just past where you could stand just like you could always move a little bit like you'll be okay but like just that teeny bit beyond your comfort zone 
Absolutely love it. Julia, this don't touch a- the bottom. It's great. Yeah. Doesn't touch the bottom. This has been so much fun. We, we literally could go for hours longer. We're definitely going to do this again. Um, guys, everyone should check them out at IamJulian.space. We'll put all the links in the show notes, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this, and at sdran.com slash 80. And as always, like you're subscribed. I know you're subscribed. And if not, like I know you want to hit that button right now talk because this was so much fun obviously um but you know that lately i've been on this trend of like my whole thing is is to make a difference in one life every day minimum right so you know someone who this episode will make a difference to either because they've been struggling trying to figure out seo for their site or maybe they're in danger of getting hit up by an mlm and wasting a bunch of money um or they could just use a good laugh and a good rant and a fun day. Um, but there was some amazing stuff that Julian dropped here today that you know someone who needs to hear this. Share it with them. Share it through your, your um, podcast listening apparatus. App. App does not stand for apparatus. It stands for application. Um, I don't want to confuse you. But, or just send them the link, sdrand.com slash 8080, because we're 80 episodes in. OMG. And share the love and share the wealth and share the knowledge and share the insight that all they have to do is copy some text from a site to know if it's a fake. So many valuable things. Share the wealth. Julian, thank you so much for joining thank, me today. Thank you, Esty. It's been a blast. We had so much Oh my gosh, fun. always. I do it with me. I do it with me. We just, <laughs> the, the only thing we did different today is we let everybody listen to our conversation. That's the only yeah. thing we did different. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's changed. Nothing was yeah. different. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?